0: Trademarks owned by Beckel AB to CV, 2024, Proximo, Jersey City,
1: New Jersey. Please drink responsibly. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, we take on a couple of villains to sort out whether bad stuff is also illegal stuff. George Santos won a seat in Congress by lying to voters, but is that a crime? And Kanye West made it clear he hates Jews. In England, he'd go to jail for that. Here in America, did he commit a hate crime? Listen to Too Many Lawyers on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The John Anik and Kenny
2: Florian Podcast. John Anik and Kenny Florian. I fucking love them.
3: I can't get enough of them. Let's
4: hear that voice next.
1: Big jab there from Duffy and Frank Mir hurt now. Oh, oh, goes oh, Duffy. Oh, cool. oh Frank Muir does it again.
2: Rock'em, sock'em, robots here. Oh, my goodness. I can believe there are a couple of absolutely self-involved bullshit artists. Here are your hosts, John Anik and Kenny Florian.
0: So how about Ray Longo up until the wee hours of the morning hosting extra rounds last night with our guy T.J. DeSantis. Is that right?
3: That's that's correct, man. Big show and last night. What
0: times you go to bed? Why was it such a big show? Because uh, I was on it. but I didn't
3: <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, I got to bed maybe 2.30.
0: Yeah, it was a late Jeez. main card. Yeah. So, well, we want to get into it with you a little bit, and I know, obviously, you have a birthday coming up, and we have Ooh. Steve D's professional debut. By the way, our producer, Cody Merrow, 29 years old today.
3: Wow. Happy birthday, buddy. Oh, He's a 29, baby. though, man. Who? Tw- I don't even remember 29.
0: <laughs> well, I consider Cody one of my best friends, and I forgot that it was his birthday, so um, I apologize for that, buddy, but happy 29th birthday. I mean, when I think about yeah, when Cody. I was 29, I don't even want to share with this audience like yeah just trying to like ryan span just like not like get in my own goddamn way every day of my life um you look pretty good though ray today oh, yeah. um, plus, plus so- that had
3: fights that you know it takes me back to a story i remember a time uh, a buddy of mine got a uh, 29 blowjob so we took him out for his birthday and he did a shot for every blowjob and then we went to give him an extra one and he said no 29 doesn't get the taste out of my mouth. 30 won't. Oh, you know? Oh my God. Wow. So, All right. Mean,
0: we're out. Wait, would you say something like that on extra rounds? That's really, uh, <laughs> if,
3: if they fed me a layup like that? Yes, I would. All
0: right. <laughs> Could not be happier to be aligned with our next partner, largely because they have a product that I actually use every day. It's called AG1. So I was looking for a way to improve my gut health, my immune system, just my overall energy level. And candidly, I wanted to see what all the hype about Athletic Greens was about. My twin brother had been taking AG1 for 150 days. I've now been taking it for 30 days, and I absolutely love it. Tastes good, kind of a mild tropical taste, and one that I look forward to every morning, especially because I know all the good that is in it. What exactly is in there? How about one scoop of AG1? You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. For me, it's helped my routine immensely. I'm starting every day with AG1. I'm drinking more water early in the day. I have the single-use AG1 travel packs for when I'm on the road with the UFC, so I never miss a day. And whatever your lifestyle may be, maybe you eat paleo, keto, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, AG1 has got you covered. Also contains less than one gram of sugar, can flow. How about that? And it also costs you less than $3 a day. So right now it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day, and that's it. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do, visit athleticgreens.com/slash anicflorian. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash anicflorian to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance.
3: In Let's case say, you missed the punchline, if 29 didn't get the taste out of my mouth, the 30th, right? No, it's no, good. It's Just good. A, and if you are a viewer,
0: a viewer under the age of 15,
3: I yeah. apologize. No, well. yeah. No, that's, Co- uh, Cody's
1: got to match that, basically. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So. so um.
0: All right, so we have a few things that I want to hit on with you. Um, I want to start with Caitlin Chukagian real quickly, just because I know you know her well. She's obviously been in your gym, and, um, you know, it sounds trite, but she leaves no stone unturned. Like, you don't have to worry about the preparation. I would agree with Ken Flo that it's gotten methodically better in terms of her mental game, her strength and conditioning, and they keep giving her these top fighters, and nobody can pluck her off except Valentina. What'd you make of Chukagian's fourth straight win?
3: Yeah, absolutely beautiful. I right. listen, tough fight, right? But uh, maybe not. Yeah, no tough fight because you know maybe the takedowns in there. But you know she she was at the gym every week. She would spar with uh, Jenny Nadell and uh, one of my other fighters, Mia, who's uh, like ten and one. Uh, and they they would give her great work, man. So she looks she looks great. She's. You know, I was saying this uh, the other day, too. I think at the beginning there was, like, some complaint. She's not, you know, she's moving too much or she's, you know, she's not exciting, but she's exciting now. And she's learning how to sit down on those punches. And she's she's going forward a lot of times. And I even, like, uh, you know, at the end when she got taken down, man, she was frantic yes. to get back up. She wasn't going to acquiesce and just go down. That, to me, was the most pivotal point that I saw. Last night was really the last 30 seconds. She wanted to win every second of that round. She wasn't going to leave it to the judges. And I thought it was just uh, a great, a great performance. She, listen, she gets it. You know what I mean? Like I took, when I talked to her, she, she understands MMA and she's, she's a, ta- she's talented everywhere. So uh, mm-hmm. good luck trying to get her out. Cause she's just getting better and better now. You know, it's like, she might've been looked at as a gatekeeper, right. but uh, it's not going to go down like that, you know, unfortunately, you know, the Valentina, there's another level, you know, at the end of the rainbow, but yeah, everybody else, and they, look, nobody's getting to Valentina, but I think she deserves another shot at that because she's a different fighter mentally than where she was the first
0: yeah. time. Can you imagine what Caitlin Chukagian's bank account could look like if Valentina Shevchenko ceased to exist? I mean, it's nuts to think about the possibilities. And I have to say to you guys, and I want to know if you guys agree with this or not, uh, and maybe I'm just reaching here. But I kept finding myself watching this fight thinking about Carla Esparza and Rose Namajunas and thinking Chukagian in her head is like, there's no fucking way I'm producing a stinker tonight. You know, I know at times maybe people have – cast some criticism at Shukage and Ray for her fighting style not being all that pleasing. Right. Obviously, she wins a lot of decisions, you know, but I don't know. I just felt like after what we saw a week ago, um, you know, these women made a concerted effort, especially Chukagian, to just entertain and go balls to the wall. Am I reaching? No, I thought that, that was an exciting, really good, exciting fight. Right, Kenny? Yeah, there was nothing to...
3: Dislike about that fight, I don't think, and I even Rebus. Rebus did a great job trying to yep. get in, blending the takedowns. She uh, that was a, a, a really well fought MMA fight.
1: I, I agree. I thought it was a fun fight. Um, and while Chikagian maybe doesn't have the same kind of finishing techniques so that, let's say, Anamayunis might have, um, I, I do think that. Uh, You know, she goes for it. She was fighting hard. You know, I think that fight was exciting throughout. Uh, They were thrown down. And there was a point where five to ten seconds where they didn't even move. They were just kind of slugging at the end.
0: Hey, Ray. Yeah. yeah. Do you like Rice Krispies, the, the cereal, snap, crackle, pop? 'Cause we need you to unplug your headphones and plug them back in because every time you talk, actually unplug them from the computer. It's fucking snap crackle pop rice krispies. So can you uh, hear me now or no? I can hear you, but I still it's it's all that, you know, crackling yeah. oat brand. Still. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> want me to read? re, re uh... Yeah.
0: Cody, happy uh-huh. birthday. <laughs> this is a great <laughs> birthday present. For Cody, more technical issues than we've had on the air in like 300 episodes. This episode is brought to you
5: by AOL Discs. I'm going to keep Ray and have them come back in. All right. <laughs> Man, what a night of fights, huh? What a night of fights. UFC Vegas 54.
0: I'm telling you. UFC fight night. Bohovich versus Rockets. Do you guys get...
5: remember? Hey, on, sorry to interrupt you, John. Yeah. Do you guys remember back when this all first started and it was like UFC Vegas 1, UFC Vegas 2? Like, did you ever think we'd get to 54 UFC Vegas shows?
0: It is crazy. And what I'm wondering, because I don't have any locations past July 30th right now, is how much they're going to be at the UFC Apex for these type of UFC fight nights over the next, say, 18 months or so. Because I don't see the books can flow, but you got to think that it's pretty cost efficient to put on a show at the UFC Apex compared to, you know, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Ray, how do you sound now, bro?
3: I don't know. Oh, yeah. Better? Oh, I feel
0: No, you sound great now.
3: I feel bad that Cody fucked that up on his birthday. (laughs) See, John, even if you're sick, I can get you to laugh. That's all I want to do. I honestly feel feel so
0: much better having sat here with you guys. You know, I was really grappling with what to do today. I mean, now I know I got big gun Brian Petrie who can always host the show in a pinch. um, (laughs) That
3: That just proves you have a passion for this.
0: Yeah. No, I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. And you always get me going, you know. My twin brother on the golf course on Friday was like, man, if you treated me with like 10% of the respect that you give Ray Longo. (laughs) Uh, I want to get your thoughts on the main event, if I could. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, real quick with Caitlin, too. I I think, uh, you know, it, it kind of, not that it reminds me exactly, but like when Matt beat Lytle for that, can you know when uh on the show for the uh to fight for the title very close fight could have went either way right but you know was nobody wanted to take any risk but look what happened to Lytle after that fight man he just started getting bonus after bonus after bonus. you know you free your mind you go for it hey I got nothing to lose right that that was the sometimes you see that I think that's what I'm seeing in Caitlin Uh, with, with her style, she's, I think she's going for it more than she ever has gone for it. And Kenny, I do think if she keeps on the way, what I'm seeing, she will develop finishing power, you know, because she's got it. I I see it, you know, so, you know, the more she fights and she's always, I think she's been busy in the last couple of years. Is She's just going to get better and better. You know, it's, it's. It's just, it's fun to watch, but I think uh, she deserves another title. I don't know how they're not going to give it to her. She's yeah. beat everybody they put in front of her.
0: Well, we'll see how competitive Tyler Santos is against Valentina Shevchenko. A lot of people are more excited about her, Santos, as challenger than they have been about most of the recent title challengers for, uh, for Valentina, I guess, Jessica Andraj, notwithstanding. It is interesting, and I, I'm kind of digressing here, but like a split decision loss and how it can turn a career. I was just with Glover Teixeira last week in Connecticut, as I told people off the top. And, you know, he fought Nikita krilov to a split decision in 2019. He loses that fight. There's no way he becomes world champion. And it's just yeah. amazing how careers. Yeah, yeah. 100%.
3: What
0: would you make of Jan Blachowicz and Alexander Rakic for as long as the main event lasted? Ultimately, it's Blachowicz by TKO due to injury there in round number
1: three.
3: Uh, you know, I thought uh, Jan had a great first round. Uh, you know, he got held down on the second round, and uh, not much damage. And then, uh, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, the guy's knee gave out. But I, I do believe that was from Jan was checking a lot of those low kicks and those are big guys clanking yep. shins. And I think that that was a result of that, unless he came into that fight with that injury. That's the only thing I could think. He
0: of. did say there was something three weeks ago, but obviously uh, that pounded things you know
3: well i mean if that was the case he shouldn't have been whipping those low kicks after he got checked the first time because he got he got he got at least four or five kicks checked right am i wrong on that you know so uh that's not a picnic for anybody the guy checking or the guy getting kicked so yeah those are two big guys big bone guys so you know nobody likes to see that shit go down but i think jan was looking good and uh and i'm really happy he he mentioned that he brought in a girl that I know really well, Daria, and she's she's a tremendous – she was a great fighter, and she's a tremendous uh, sports psychi- psychologist now. Right. He, he shouted her out, and I was so excited for her because she's been in the gym many, many times, and there was times she was going over stuff with me and Weidman that I thought was fantastic. You know, she's on the cutting edge of some really cool stuff, so I'm glad wow. to see that he even shouted her out and said, look, I got injured. But, you know, uh, you know, Daria kept me in this fight. So big shout out to her. I'm super, super happy. She's such a sweetheart and she's got such a way of speaking that I don't care what the situation is, she's she'll calm you down in uh in a heartbeat. You know, she's just very, very mellow and and intelligent. So big shout out to Daria.
0: That's interesting. I had no idea about that connection. How many of your elite fighters have employed a sports psychologist, Ray, over the years?
3: uh then not many yeah not many you know she was in the gym so she went over stuff with us uh you know not that she was working with chris but she you know spent like a day with us with a lot of different drills that i thought really made a lot of sense and uh it was good good stuff she definitely got a a program on a program out too that i came to think but it's um, she's gonna kill me, man. I don't know. It, but you go go to her website, and she, you'll you'll find it. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's really really good.
0: We'll have to reach far and wide. That's a pretty good plug out of you, but uh, we'll see. No, no, no. She, 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 yeah, she's
3: on. She's on the money.
0: I no, mean, she, I mean, she's yeah,
3: definitely. I've got to teach classes where I, I Quint is in there. Uh, Al Joe's been in there. You know, just you can't dislike her. She's just got a great personality for that. So
0: I wonder uh, if she was in Poland with Jan.
3: Well, she's Polish, so I'm going to say she was. There you go.
0: Did you see all those Polish people at the UFC Apex last night? Wow. Man, they packed a
3: lot of people in that Apex.
0: They did. All right. So coming up on May 20th, I believe, it is the professional debut for Steve Lee. You got some other guys fighting. Is that correct?
3: Oh yeah, what? Uh, yeah, yeah. What do you Steve want to do? Extra
0: rounds again? Do you have more? No, no,
3: US no, no. <laughs> you know what it is. Last night we had fights. too. so I mean, I all right. I, so let's talk I about went, your I fights went to last night. The to home to doing the show, but last night we had Matt Sarah's wife fighting for the second time. Man, Sarah, I got to give her a big shout out, man. What a what a warrior! It's like a first two rounds were a total slugfest, and man, she hung in there. She got a unanimous decision, thirty-seven. Wow. So the terror was happy mrs terror was happy that's amazing all the little terrors were happy and i were was all gonna the girls say it was watch, a terrible yeah. night but it was actually a great night but uh were all the girls yeah.
0: there to watch their mom
3: yeah of course they were yeah he's got, a, he's got a great family so it was a big night out and shout out to carol Phoebus who trains her at matt's gym so it was a, it was a, it was a good night and we also had jacob martin uh make his uh, amateur debut he crushed it with a third good. round knockout I uh, used to wrestle at Hofstra, another great kid. And um, that was it. We had, I think, uh, I, mean, I think we went three and one. Uh, I think um, Zach Lowe knocked his guy out in the first round, and Dell, I think, lost. But I got to check in on that.
0: So you coach at that show, and then you race home to watch UFC fight night for your television obligations on extra rounds. Is that right?
3: Well, that night I just I was actually a spectator because uh, you know the lo- other, people were, other, and... other people work other other people work the corners and that's why right. right. I know I had to do extra. Well, not not that that had anything to do with it, but I knew I had to get out of there a little earlier because I had a race home to do the show.
0: So right, right. I, mean, I,
3: I, I, I enjoyed good. you know you know it was my show, so I, I got to sit back and relax and watch it, watch everybody do their thing. I like it. Frivola work, Jacobs corner, so the fighters cool. jump in there. They work. It's it's great. It's a good 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 situation going
0: on and given the relative thickness of those extra rounds checks right you gotta gotta get home to pay the bills you know
3: don't be laughing too much about that uh, johnny
0: no i'm I'm not <laughs> you think I'm laughing i'm not laughing at all those checks
3: know. are coming in big baby i know i'm mean,
0: right that's why that's why even your show ring of combat you gotta fucking duck out early chase that extra rounds point <laughs> i get it i get it um all right, so Steve Lee has been a longtime staple of your gym. He has been a huge supporter of the Anakin Florian podcast, and he's probably going to be humbled or bashful that I'm putting him over like this. But, you know, I've sort of followed his amateur career, obviously, and and now here he is making his pro debut. What are your thoughts on on our guy Steve Lee stepping in there officially for the first time here in a few days?
3: Yeah, you're right, man. Listen, at this point, without Steve Lee, there's probably no gym. You know what I mean? He, he really helps out a lot. <clears throat> with a million things but uh very well-rounded kid man he looks great everywhere so uh i'm very excited for this fight but he's definitely i was with him yesterday he looked great and um i'm excited i'm excited for his pro debut you know if the nerves don't get him he's going to have a great uh great performance you know but it's it's exciting and again i think he's very well-rounded i see him becoming a great you know teacher in the future too i think he understands the game he's Good at breaking shit down. So um uh, uh this should be a this is this is a big weekend. And we also have Anthony Delemi, who I'm very that's excited right. about. Another kid who's been in the gym for a while. And uh man, this guy, he's like the raging boldest guy. Uh he's a throwback. So yeah. I think uh he's gonna have a great night. Armando Gaeta is fighting also, who's looking good, and Kel Sterling making a oh, debut. That's right. So
0: that's the... can forget Sterling.
5: Al brother. his brother.
0: <clears throat> and when is your the birthday? May monsters, 20 what? May 20th. What's your, May 20th, so that night. All right, so we got you on May 20th. We got Cody May 15th. We got Bruce Buffer May 21st. We got the great Ken Flo on May 26th. Wow. His son, Archer, May 17th. Yeah, too many fucking birthdays. Um,
3: oh, shit, happy birthday, Ken. Thank you. You too, man. All right,
0: brother. We appreciate your time as always. And um, I'm actually, when we get off the hair, I think I'm going to go listen to extra rounds because I don't want to <laughs> miss it, you know? Well,
3: you know what, John? I think it'll really uplift you a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think <laughs> so too. The, uh,
3: what do they call that? <clears throat> the hair of the dog that bit you? Something like that?
0: Yep. Well, yeah.
3: Have a, of, have a couple of drinks, listen to the show.
0: Yeah, a couple of Modellos. Hey, you know like... <clears throat>
3: I didn't mention last week, I uh, went to see Brian Callen in New Jersey do his, his stand-up act. Man, that guy is what an awesome guy! And man, to canny non-stop laughing straight through. Callen's uh hilarious. Really, just a, you know, oh, you no, know, he's he's his yeah. his stand-up is real, really good, man. His mannerisms, uh, you know, obviously he relates to the MMA community a lot. But right. if anybody has a chance, really go see him and. You know, I, I I gotta say it was a little weird because I deep down I was actually hoping somebody would attack them so that we could actually crowd out of somebody with no with, a, with immunity. Kenny, I was like, you know
0: what? It'd be the, the wrong crowd. Terrible.
3: Yeah, I I told the guys that let's we could get away with some shit here, man. Nobody's gonna <laughs> say a word. You, know?
0: you always got to be know. ready to go. I found that as I get older, even living in South Florida. I'm trying to remember to wear sneakers and socks instead of flip-flops when I get out of here. You know, you don't want to be like your car close there and slides. Jeremy Stevens fucking pushes you and you get a concussion because you're wearing slides, you know. Not in a great <laughs> position to fight on cue when you're wearing flip-flops or chase after a child who's been taken from you, you know. So I'm trying to remember, you know. Well, I, mean, I mean, I know you how.
3: You have to be ready to go in any environment right
0: i mean it's not like
3: a you should be be training with your flip-flops on so that doesn't happen forget about remembering (laughs) to take them off train with them on right kenny you gotta help this guy with the martial
0: arts
3: (laughs) i got it kenny back in the day we train on hills everywhere you had to have different surfaces we train in a phone booth like a ninja like a ninja
1: absolutely
3: John. Look, he's smiling. Kenny, this guy's not sick. How are you sick? (laughs) You look great.
0: Hey, thanks. This is the closest I have ever come to canceling an episode on show day, you know, Uh, but we're surviving
3: too professional. It's not happening.
0: All right. If you want more from Ray Longo at Ray Longo MMA, (laughs) appreciate you, brother. We are dark next week, returning Memorial Day weekend. So enjoy the week off next weekend and um, we'll talk to you in about 13 days, my man. what What am I supposed to do? Ah, actually I have, wait, I you have know no what life i have if no life Steve lee <laughs> wins his fight yeah we might have to do an impromptu episode so
3: uh do you know what i'm gonna hold you to that all right but in the meantime get yourself better buddy
0: thank you brother i appreciate right. Feel it Feel better ray, happy birthday you. man
3: Take there come. he is the ray long a minute
0: dude. Every week here on the Anakin Florian podcast, also celebrating a birthday today, the head of the New England cartel, Tyson Chartier. So we wish him a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Cody. Stolat, as they say in Poland. Sorry for the oversight.
5: No, no, it's going great over here. It's actually funny you're talking about always being ready. I actually, on Kenny's advice, I wear my gi when I go to the grocery store, uh-huh. just in case anyone's trying to try yeah, me. You know, you trying ready. to cut me in line. I don't care if you're 80 years old <laughs> to put you in a omoplata. Have you trained Cody. in the gi, Cody? Uh, once or twice. I mean, yeah. I'm a, a no gi kind of guy. You know, you did be ah. ready for a real situation. Right. You know? Although Kenny would probably argue that the gi is a more realistic. No. The... No. No gi. Is, is it something where guy. seasonality should come into play? Where like, come October, you know, because there's jackets on cold. and stuff. You are like, you got right. to start being prepared for
0: those.
1: X choke the leather jacket. Yeah. Right. John's
5: go. like, I have. The mats are in my garage. I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: I got a Florian Martial Arts Center rash guard, though.
5: There you um, go.
1: You know, fucking go. training that. Shout All out. Right. It is, yeah, shout at,
0: free plug. Newport
5: Mixed Martial Arts for the town of 5,000 people. Newport, New Hampshire just opened up this week. BJJ oh. School right in the middle of Newport. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: All right. Pronunciation of the week time, folks. This man has realized success in the light heavyweight division, but he's moving up to heavyweight to face New England's Paca Porter this Saturday at UFC Fight Night. Cody Mero, the birthday boy. This is a Brazilian name. Let's test your Brazilian Portuguese on a Sunday morning. Of whom am I speaking?
5: So I didn't seek any help for this one. I'm completely on
0: my own. Uh, Jailton Almeida. It's not. No, that's not going to. That's not going to. That's not going to be it. But we'll okay. hear him Jive. say it in a minute.
3: Jailton Almeida.
0: Jailton Malhadinho Almeida.
4: Jailton, Jailton Malhadinho. Almeida. Jailton Malhadinho. Gi Yun Almeida.
0: guy knows yeah, how to phonetics, huh so I was voicing this show a couple days ago, and I came up on this name, Jailton Almeida, and the nickname is Malia Gino, you know that's a challenging name, you know Jail- it's a challenging name, but it's Jailton, we're going three syllables on the uh on the first name, so uh. Yeah, it's going to be a no for me, Cody. I don't know.
5: Okay. Well, I mean, John, I just wish you had been in the room for Vina Janji Doba. I mean, that was all over the place this past <laughs> week. I can't, it's the pronunciation of the week and I can't not bring it up. Like that was all over the place. So,
0: yeah. I mean, sometimes when I hear the file, it sounds like Virna, you know, but we go Vina Janji Doba. It's
5: never Verna, right? It's not.
0: No, right? ah, <laughs> <laughs> my man Cruz just can't help himself, you know? She's Verna to him, and that's okay. More from Cody Merrow coming up at the end of the show in the Merrow seconds. But uh, we got another relatively big UFC Fight Night coming up this weekend at that old UFC Apex. It is UFC Fight Night home versus Vieta. To that end, let's get to the main event challenge. It's the main event challenge. The time is most definitely now.
1: You- yeah. I finished fights. I'm going to do everything possible to win. The main event challenge. The John Anik and Kenny Florian podcast.
0: Let's go. Big John Brian Petrie. Hey. Thanks for the shirt.
4: Yeah. Now you boys look fantastic. J- John, this is your flu game. Jordan flu game,
0: huh, bud? This is my Jordan flu game. Honestly, it's amazing (laughs) how much the energy from all you people has lifted me up today. I know we've had some technical issues that have sort of compounded things, but I'm curious. Like I told my wife, as soon as I got off the air, I'm getting in bed for the rest of the day. Like game seven Celtics probably not happening. I feel pretty good right now, though, as we come Ooh. up on noon p.m. Eastern time there you go. Um, value boys. So you sent me this shirt. Yes. And I appreciate it. So is that a term that sort of originated on your MMA takes podcast? Is that uh, or no? I mean,
4: kind of it float around. Like, there's a lot of different people. Like people say value boys. Some people say, yeah. like, you know, chalk donkeys or whatever. <laughs> Um I there's need a lot of different
0: shock hockey too. Yeah, right.
4: there's a lot of different variations on I don't want to take full credit for it. I do think I'm the first person to put on a shirt though, so I'll take yeah, credit for there that. You go. But no, it was like an MMA Twitter thing like some people would like start arguing about like, you know, oh that's a good number. Oh, you're a value boy. You know, play the winners not the numbers, isn't it? kind of originating from there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, sometimes you got to be a valuable. You know, it's a term and oh, endearment, in my opinion. So
0: so. Yeah, no, I think so, yeah. too. And anyone who's listened to this podcast has heard me say, you know, you are betting the number, not the fighters. So uh, That's right. I'm always looking for value. And I see some on the Milwaukee Bucks catching five uh, in game Ooh, okay. seven today. All right. We have three picks today. Um, I quickly wanted to get your thoughts on Rockich and Bohovich before we get into all of that. I can't recall which side were you on, right? Which side were you on? I was
4: the on the side? Rocket side. All and, right, so talk me through it. Yeah, so listen, it was a great fight. I mean, Jan the, Kenny nailed it when he broke it down. He said who, we what Jan were to get, because the Glover fight was weird, man. We we've all agreed on that. Um, He got cut pretty, uh, a nice little cut inside the eye there that worried me a little bit. But he was mean in there, right? He only, I think he won the first round, the second round he got positioned a little bit, which I thought Rakic's game plan was. He you know roped up his legs or whatever. But the third round, looking pretty good. Uh, Jan was was sticking to his guns with those leg kicks and. It's unfortunate the way it happened, but I, I think Jan was was the momentum was shifting in his direction anyway. So, uh, yeah, impressive stuff, man.
0: Ken Flo was on the underdog Jan Bohovic, by the he way. He was, yeah, he, he was. He he was. He like sharp. to rub it in people's faces, you know.
4: <laughs> I but, need I mean, him
0: to. I need him to. I need it. I need the shame. The quietest run, 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 run. winner ever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable, you know. Or maybe he's just upset that Bitcoin's below thirty G's. I don't. know. Oh boy!
1: <laughs> exactly. That that <laughs> I need to win. I bought. They don't the hell glow out once of it hits hundred K.
0: I know exactly. Yeah. I bought the yeah. hell out of yeah. that dip. I bought a 28. Boom. Twenty Twenty 29.5. Oh, I'm going. I'm. I'm I'm never selling my Bitcoin. <laughs> All right, we got three picks today, ladies and gentlemen. First fight for us: a featured bout on the main card at middleweight: Chidi and Jaquani, minus one eighty. Dusko Todorovic is plus 155. A little background for you guys. So it took Chidi and Joquani 28 pro fights to get to the UFC. Tremendous strength of schedule outside the UFC. Beat Alan Joban back in 2011. Max Griffin in 2015. And then when he made his UFC debut, it took him just 16 seconds to get the win and the resulting bonus as he knocked out Mark andre Barrio. Now he spins it forward against the Serbian Todorovic who potentially Brian was fighting for his job last time out and made mm-hmm. a count delivered with a big knockout of coconut bombs, Maki Patolo, Todorovic the dog, and Jaquani the favorite. BP, who do you have?
4: Injaquani is a royalty name in this household. I mean, his brother Anthony and WBC yeah. days. I remember watching my teammate Roger Bowling on UFC Fox 7 fight Injaquani, and Jaquani KO'd him. Devastating. I mean, devastating yeah. for me, but that name is just is synonymous with, with really good strikers, powerful dudes. Injaquani showed up and knocked out a tough, steel headed Marc Andre who doesn't get put out that way really quick. And John, you touched on this, something I was going to touch on my breakdown. He has five wins over former current UFC. Fighters um, on his name, he 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 had a couple stutters and outside of a, a, another organization, but he's 33 now, right? I feel like this is going to be the best we're going to see him. This is like right in his prime. He's big for the division as well. He's got that timber in his voice that you could just literally just listen to him talk all fucking day long. Uh, Dusko's claim to fame in my world is when he knocked out Michelle Pereira. I mean, that was at 185, but that's no easy feat. Um, that's where he got came on my radar. And, and Pereira is just a stonehead as well. 2-2 um, in the UFC is Dusko, and, you know, when he strikes, keeps chin a little, little high for your boy, a little high for your boy, which I don't love, especially when you're fighting a guy like Chitty. But, um, you know, Dusko – Chitty, the, the is unfortunately, the, the path to victory is there. You take him to the ground. And his four losses, uh, his four, most four recent losses in Chitty, that is, is guys have taken him down, he finished him with ground and pound, or they've just kind of laid on him and got a decision. Dusco, his his two wins you know, see, are ground and pound, right? That's what he likes to do. He likes to strike, he fancies himself as a striker. But I think if he can get Njuquani down to the ground, I think it's gonna be some success there for uh for Dusco. So I'm gonna take Dusko by TKO, I'm gonna take the underdog, and then just to play the the play it safe, I'm also Go take the fight, um, the under in this fight, whatever it is one and a half, two and a half, whatever they listed as yeah. because Chini's got dynamite in his hands. Anytime you can put him out, Dusko's
0: been knocked out before, but uh, yeah, give me the dog here, babe. I like that. I like the breakdown and I like the under for sure. Ken flow Chidi, and 180, Dusko Tsdorovich plus 155. Your thoughts?
1: Yeah, solid breakdown. Don't have a whole lot to add. Uh, I'm gonna go the way of Enja though. Um, I, I do see why Brian's going with Disco. Uh, I, I think that his best shot is to take it down uh, to the ground, and if he does that, that's where he'll have the advantage. Um, but I, I don't think it's going to be that easy, right? Against Enjikuani, I, I do think that Enjikuani is going to find that chin. Uh, I think that Disco, literally just by dropping that chin down a little bit, and uh, you know, not watching his work so much after, yeah. Lands accomplished well, but he hasn't been able to break that habit. And I think because of that, Enzo being the striker that he is, will find the mark uh, and get the knockout or TKL.
0: All right, co-main event is at Welterweight, essentially a pick right now on DraftKings Sportsbook. Michelle Pareda, minus 115. Santiago Ponzanibio is minus 105. So Ponzinibbio is a colleague of mine on the broadcasting side. Definitely still has championship aspirations. You know, he's been a little bit snake-bitten at times. Injuries, of course, have been a big part of the narrative. He will be 36 years old in September. And here fighting Bry, at the very least, to preserve his ranking after that split decision loss to Jeff Neal back in December. He still finds himself number 14 in the world. And on the other side, Pareda. Has won four in a row, last three by decision to vault into contention, so to speak. Your thoughts on Pineda trying to get by the Ponzi scheme here Saturday in Vegas? Like
4: that, woo! Thank you, Mick. Thank you, Sean. This is a fucking banger of a fight. It is. Ponzi's lost a lot of steam because of injuries, right? But he's since returning from injuries, he's one and two. Pereira's Mister Flash five and two in the UFC and should be six and one minus the Diego knee. But luckily for Diego, he had the Cobra Kai in his corner, excuse me, uh, Josh Fabian in his corner, that fucking lunatic. Um, uh, So he got the win, you know, he said, I could not see it, whatever, but I can't imagine what it took for Ponzi to come back from his injury. I mean, listen, he's, he had some kind of like, I don't even know what he had, but for the mental to come back, get dropped by Leach, right? Leach catches you, whatever. And then, for Baeza to kick your calf off, I mean his calf was gone. Instead of checking, instead of going, no, let's take the screen. He's like, I'm going to keep fucking going forward. Fuck it, I got right. another calf, whatever. So the mental toughness is there. And then the Jeff Neal fight was very, very close. He showed off a good chin. Showed off, you know, that um, what he's been working on. And we haven't really seen Potsnebo be able to do back to back camps. It's like one good win, let's mm-hmm. injury. One good win, we're away a little bit. But Pereira, man, this guy's one of the more active guys on the roster. Giant for 170. Guy can dance for days. He's coming out dancing. Uh He can fight too. But, man, this dude kills every interest he comes out on. Um, And the one thing about uh, Pereira is he had a lot of finishes outside the UFC. And I feel like the striking's there. He debuted against Danny Roberts, laying in a flying knee. Um, and then a lot of decision wins, you know, and, and then I'm, I'm glad he's cut down on the fucking backflips because it's like, hey, buddy, we're in a fist fight here. You're going right. to need that energy. Right. But he's 27-11 overall, and he's only 28 years old. I mean, this guy's yeah. got a huge resume, and I like that a lot. You know, the competition outside the UFC wasn't as big in the UFC, so maybe that's why the decisions aren't coming. When you get to the show, it's a lot harder. I love betting pickums. I'm one of the six son of a bitches that like a real good pickum fight because I like being on the right side. So I like Pereira here. I think he's younger, he's faster, he has the momentum. So I, I'm going to take him by decision. But I might sprinkle by KO because I do think he's he's going to want to make a statement. I think he's going to come out here. Um, niebo has been clipped before. You know, let's go out there and try to finish this fight.
0: Amazing to think where Michelle Pareda is, can flow compared to where he was a couple of years ago. February 2020 gets the DQ loss to Diego Sanchez, all of a sudden 1-2 and two in the UFC. Now he's reeled off four in a row. Some suggest a more measured, disciplined approach of late, not taking as many risks. What are your thoughts on Pareda here in the biggest fight of his UFC career to date against the ranked Ponzanibio?
1: Yeah, this is a very interesting fight. I think it's going to say a lot of where Pareda's at. Pontinibio, uh as tough as they come you know has a, a really good school uh, skill set uh, on the feet and on the ground um, I, I think for Pozzabio though he should try to take this fight I, I think that's wh- where he can really expose padata and and I think padata has some work to do you know he's only gonna get tougher guys and a lot of those guys at 170 pounds are gonna be very good grapplers so um, I imagine pada's working on his ground game um, see him as being susceptible there, but I think Pereira really has a much better understanding of how to control the distance, how to strike from the outside. Um, he's as, as athletic, uh, and as strong and fast as you will see at 170 pounds. Um, and I, I just love his movement and he gets a lot of his, um, anti grappling from his footwork alone, uh, which can be a very difficult thing to do that I think is the hardest, um, thing to learn for a lot of people and it's the most important part aspect of striking which is often ignored so i I like potato as a striker i like him as my pick here um i think potato gets it done um but uh i I think it's going to say a lot about potato and for Ponzanibio on um you know how motivated he is as a fighter at this point in his career right
0: all right, finally, the main event, Holly Holm is a 2-1 to favorite, minus 200 against Ketlin Vieta, plus 170. Vieta looked great, I thought, in the main event win over Misha Tate. That was last November. Holly's been out, Bryce, since 2020. She was to face Irene Aldana a couple times, Juliana Pena, Norma Dumont. So it's been a long layoff for Holly, but you know she's going to put in the right work. How do you see her matching up with Ketlin Vieta here? Five rounds if needed at 135 pounds.
4: The who's who gets thrown around a lot, but Holly Holm literally has fought the who's who of MMA and women's boxing. I mean, she's 40 years old. She's abbed up making all of us feel bad about ourselves. I mean, she's in incredible shape and I actually like the break because she was very active. Let's rest the body. Let's rest the injuries. Maybe look look some more skills or whatever. So the break doesn't bother me too much just because she's a little bit older and uh, you know, she's fought everyone. So it's like, okay, let me recoup here. Maybe nagging injuries, whatever, whatever may happen um and you know she's good on the ground now you know it was all oh, she's a boxer you know she can kick she'll kick your fucking head off your shoulders she can box she's got strong cardio for days and the you know I, I don't i don't want to be an asshole but she's never really jumped off the screen for me you know she yeah. doesn't she just kind of squeaks out for you know decisions or whatever her takedowns are below average at 46 that's a stat i'm throwing stats at right. you now look at you <laughs> yeah and her striking is solid but just not enough volume behind it right you know she she likes to, like in the Namisha Tate fight and other fights she likes to lull people into her game plan I just don't think that's Holly Holmes game I think Holly can strike from the outside I think she can win the cl- uh, the clinch I think she can win the grappling um you know and you know Caitlin's not a finisher she has one finish out of her six UFC wins so I like Holly here big I was gonna put this as a hair bet I feel kind of cheap going hair bet with a two to one favorite yeah. I think maybe I should do it a little bit maybe a pick them odds but uh I'm I'm very big on Holly here I like her by decision all right. Petrie
0: convicted on the Holly home side. Ken Flo, your thoughts on the main event?
1: Yeah, I think Ketlin can win this fight, but, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be difficult. And, and I think her best bet is to try to get Holly up against the cage, hit some takedowns, and even. Th- there, you know, decent grounded pound ha- has some submissions there, but I, I don't see her getting a submission um, or really getting Holly in a terrible position where she can finish this one by TKO. I do, I do think Holly's going to be able to use her footwork, score from the outside, stick and move, um, you know, avoid those takedown attempts, and just use her overall experience to get the win here. So, um, I, I like what I saw from here in her last fight against Aldana. I think she's. Um, you know, showing summers getting more comfortable in the cage. I've been looking for Holly to kind of let go of having all that pressure that she brings in with her to the cage. Uh, and I'm starting to see that, you know, and she's been fighting a long time. So it sounds funny to say, but she is getting more comfortable in there, in my opinion, uh, and, and showing improvements. She continues to work very hard uh, in, in the gym, and uh, I, I like Holly here as
0: well. Yeah, I do believe that she is showing – the best version of herself of late. I know it's been a while, but I do believe, like you do, that she's getting better. All right, Brad, before we let you go, our Anakin yeah. Florian podcast poll question this week. More likely to win their fight as an underdog coming up this weekend. Chase Hooper at plus 135 against Felipe Kolatisher. Eric Anders who is plus 165 against Junyong Park. Just using this as a way to sure. kind of hit on these two fights yeah. before I let you fly. Any value for you on Chase Hooper or Eric Anders? We had 15 percent of our audience no that's not right we had 51.3 percent of our audience likes chase hooper plus 135 35.7 percent like eric anders and then the remaining 13 percent said give me both favorites chalk so do you like hooper or anders in the role of underdog this weekend your, you
4: boy, your boy, oh, your yeah, boy, Eric yeah. Anders. I do like, and and I'm gonna pick him, and I'm gonna play him. Listen, Eric Anders. He only struggles with guys who are elite at what they do. He switched camps. He got subbed early by Munez. I know he's fucking pissed off by that. He's a competitor. The guy played for Alabama for Christ's sakes. He's mad. He's like, I switched his camp. I changed my whole life around. I'm gonna get sub. Munez is special on the ground, though. So I like I like Anders on the feet. The Iron Turtle, which is one of the best nicknames oh. ever. Chin for weeks, but Anders, if he looks like what he did against Darian Stewart, sharp, crisp boxing, that tricky southpaw, I think Anders can mix it up well as well. I think he can land takedowns on the Iron Turtle, who I don't think is a killer. He's not a killer anyway. That's where Anders struggles with killers. Like Cleo Roundtree is a killer. Uh, You know, Andre Munez is a killer on the ground. The Iron Turtle's not, you know. Um, So I like him to win here. I like him to win probably by decision because the Turtle's not going to get finished here. And the Chase Super, I'll I'll touch on that a little bit. I know the audience likes Chase Super. You know, he's bigger than Corrales. I think he might be a little outgunned. Corrales has never been lost by submission. I think that's the only way Chase wins. Chase is much bigger than him. But unless his striking defense and his uh, wrestling has greatly improved, which it could be. He's 22 years old, right? That's um crazy. I just I, I don't like that spot for him, but uh, who knows? I mean, he could catch a submission. That's a good Hail Mary play. Chase Hooper, by submission, is going to have a nice little plus number on yeah, it. Yeah, so.
0: no, that'll be a big number. And it's amazing yeah. that Chase Hooper still just 22, still the fourth youngest fighter on this UFC roster, top to bottom. All right, good stuff. If you want more from Brian Petrie, you can find him on the MMA Takes podcast. The Twitter handle is at Brian MMA. My brother, have a good Let's week. Go. We'll talk to you less than six days right I love it. See you, boys. All right, so I felt pretty good over the course of the last seventy-five minutes, Cody. I'm not feeling great right now, so it's your birthday. I want to get to the marrow seconds, but um, I'm starting to perspire a little bit. So make it for quick. charity, I guess. For charity,
5: huh. I mean, my, I. So a little quick story about my Twitter handle. I mean, mine's Cody underscore MMA, even though my Instagram's Cody Merrill, But
0: the guy who has the regular Cody one underscore Mero, not underscore MMA.
5: Right, 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 right. Oh, but I'm okay. saying. So the guy that has that Twitter hasn't used Twitter since 2013 he works at AT&T in Arizona. Like I'm tempted to just go out there and be like, yo, like, uh-huh. do I get to sign up for a phone plan to get you to change this? Like, what's up? You know,
0: go all the way there. I like that.
5: Or, or yeah. Elon, Elon might honestly do it for me. Like if I can get a response out of him, which I did get Max Holloway to share the Hawaiian kickboxer video. He did. So I, I, I was on it. Max Holloway's story for my birthday too. So boom your boys having a great great time and also great might be team. at international fight week to see max holloway wow yeah yeah not not exactly breaking news but news yeah news and i wish number. i could be at steve lee's fight but i'll probably be at cffc so steve come on go steve
0: go steve lee
5: marrow seconds i'm just got two notes for you from the yeah. last card um and one note on me, I lost a hundred bucks gambling yesterday because of the Maple Leafs. So thanks a lot, Canada. Dude,
0: I lost my shirt on the Maple Leafs. I thought they were gonna find a way. I still believe that they're too good a team to lose in the first round. And I know we do have a, a good segment of fans who who listen to us from Toronto and Canada. I'm sorry to the Maple Leafs. I don't even know what to say. That that organization is just so snake bit, you know. At
5: home too, rough. I know, I know. You'd love to see it happen the Maple Leafs, though. <laughs> Uh, so, number one, uh, Jan Blachowicz, we've talked about this before, making his case to be in the UFC Hall of Fame. I mean, just keeps doing it. Ninth all-time in light, light heavyweight wins. Uh, seventh all-time, Um, or sorry, ninth all-time light heavyweight fights. Seventh all-time light heavyweight wins. Glover, number two, John Jones, number one, of course. Uh, eighth all-time in knockdowns in the light heavyweight division, which is the most storied division in all the UFC. On uh, fourth and six strikes all-time. So, Jan just making his case there with some numbers.
0: Ken Flo, Jan's not a Hall of Famer for me, and I obviously like having these conversations. I know I'm married into a Polish family. I just am not sure that he's there yet. And again, it's essentially a one-man voting body in theory with UFC President Dana White. It's not like there is some hard and fast criteria. Um, But, you know, Bohovich won the belt, defended it. I mean, Kenny, do you see him as a modern era UFC Hall of Famer right now based upon the body of work?
1: probably probably not. It's tough, right? Because here's a guy who's who's a world champ. Um, you know, and I, I think that alone is kind of worthy, right? right? But how do you um,
0: I don't know. I think, win an undisputed yeah, cha- I, I think is every undisputed he, UFC champion going to be a hall of famer. I just don't right. know. It's tough.
1: Yeah, I I I think um you know, having those memorable performances, those things that people kind of uh you know, remember and and, and get excited about and, you know, those classic fights and classic wins that uh, are, are very memorable, I think, plays a huge part and I'm not yeah. sure Jan is there in yeah. that
0: regard. I mean, the Luke Rockhold win was huge. Obviously you couldn't have done it any better in terms of winning the belt against Dominic Reyes did take Israel out of Sanya's Oh, but there was nothing classic about that fight. It's interesting, Cody. I mean, I do think it stands to reason that when all is said and done, if he can become a two-time champion for sure, um, he's a little short for me right now, but I love you. Jan.
5: Well, and you almost wonder if there should someday be an international wing of the UFC hall of fame. Like, you know, for people that have done more for the sport in certain area, but maybe, you know, not the most successful, you know, fighter, just an interesting thought. Yeah. Uh, so the last Marrow seconds note was just uh, some perspective for Chukagian, like a lot of all time flyweight data that supports Chukagian, um, you know, just being one of the stalwarts of the division of all time, most fights in flyweight history, uh, most wins, one more win over Valentina in the division. Uh, most decision wins as well. Only ninth in average fight time, though. Valentina is actually number one in that stat. She, she has over 16 minutes uh, of fight time average. So she averages a title mm. fight. Um, second all time in total wins and with th- or sorry, sorry. Second all time total fight time. She'll surpass Roxanne with three more minutes.
0: Roxanne Montefiore, a one woman a one-name woman in MMA. You just gotta say Roxanne. Everybody knows who you're talking about. It's fucking unbelievable. Roxanne, happy you don't
5: have to turn on the red light. Kenny, it's just called the karaoke
0: seconds. Kid's fucking twenty-nine years old. Maybe too smart for his own good at twenty-nine years old, though. All right, We got to get on out of here. Before we go, I have a final parting shot, and I would like to congratulate Paul Daly on an unbelievable, legendary mixed martial arts career. Some of our audience certainly knows how it ended unceremoniously with the UFC. One of my favorite fighters to watch for years when I was trying to get people into MMA, I would say just go watch Nick Diaz versus Paul Daly. I just wanted to acknowledge Paul Daly for the viewership because... He has been so exciting to watch and what an incredible knockout upon which to go out. I don't know if you had anything on Paul Daly, but I was not going to finish the show today without uh shouting him out after he uh went into retirement in arguably the best way possible.
1: Uh, well, well deserved man. You know, uh certainly a legend over over from the UK, a guy who is you know always performed really well, exciting to watch, uh definitely got a lot of people uh to tune in anytime he was fighting. All over in Strikeforce, UFC, Bellator didn't matter. Uh, tremendous win to see him go out like that, man was was pretty awesome.
0: When is your next broadcast? You have a PFL show this week or no?
1: Well, no. All right. No, I'm All off. Right. That's nice. So next All month, right. next month we're back at it. Yeah.
0: All right. If you want more from Kenny Flo in terms of the jujitsu tutorials, maybe that's not the right word, but kennyflorianmartialarts.com dot com is live. Also, you can get merchandise. podcast dot com fam fifteen for fifteen percent off. kennyflorianmartialarts.com. dot com. There's a code there. AF fifteen as well. Uh, one more sleep merchandise can be had at Millions dot co. All right, thank you to Ray Longo and Brian Petrie. Happy birthday to our executive producer, Cody Merrow. We will talk to you guys in two weeks as we get you ready for the UFC Fight Night coming up on June 4th, and of course, UFC 275 in Singapore on June 11th. Thank you all for listening, for subscribing, for watching. We appreciate you sending the word along as we continue uh, to grow the little engine that could. With that, for Ken Flom, John Anik, we will talk to you shortly. Until then, yo,
1: later.
2: Hello, I am Dr. George Jesus Mesa, a clinical psychologist and collector of Chicano Latinx art. For generations, we have known of the healing powers of art at an individual and community level. Please join us as we interview prominent artists, collectors, curators, and influencers in the world of Chicano Latinx art. We will explore historical, regional, and political influences that impact Chicano Latinx art today. Along with our partners at www.latinoarte.com, we are preserving the colorful and rich history of Chicano Latinx art for future generations, one interview at a time. Please join us at Healing with Dr. George, the power of Chicano Latinx art, wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started.